knives, machetes, saws, and shears, multi-tools, shovels, swords, axes, spears, hatchets, and tomahawks. If it cuts, snips, slices, or chops, Midway USA has it. Find great gift ideas in our huge selection of pocket knives and other everyday carry folding knives. Make a statement or create a family legacy with one of our top-of-the-line hunting knives. We've got a great selection of manual and electric sharpeners, too. For just about everything for the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit Tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. This segment is brought to you by Jigmasters. Step up your game with high-quality performance jigs, spinner baits, buzz baits, and more from jigmasters.com. And always, when in doubt, get the jig out. Welcome to the Reel Down on Paddling Fin with your hosts, Dan Perry and Jimmy Skinner, where we talk about everything tournament kayak fishing. Here we go. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Reel Down on Paddle and Finn. Uh, What's up? Hey, how you doing, Jimmy? Pretty good, man. How are you? Good. I like that shirt, man. Got oh yeah. Yeah, gadget shirt. New yak gadget swag, man. Ah, sweet. Got to pick up the pick you up a new hoodie. You're soft too, man. I love being a soft hoodie. Yeah, I love hoodies too. I'm bald, man. I'm all. I always have something on my head. Just stay warm. See this one? It's got a huge hood, which. Not with my headphones on it, obviously, but yeah. huge, huge hood. That's a must because I always keep the hat on, you know. Yeah. Pretty sweet, though. Cool. Well, uh, yeah. I'm not going to talk about Seminole. We're just going to skip right over that. No. Okay. We, I'm going to ask you how your Monday is. <laughs> no, I, I, I'll talk about it. I mean, went down to Seminole, practiced the weekend before, and that went okay. Found out, you know, definitely wanted to focus out deep, and me and my buddy – Chuck Wise, we teamed up. We found him. I didn't post it. Last year was so bad that I wanted that extra weekend, an extra day and a half. Went down there and practiced. Slaughtered him. Found him. Like fives offshore and fours up the river. Found him. Like found him, found him. It was good to go. And I didn't post anything on social media just because I didn't want to jinx it. That's how I felt because – Lake Seminole is so cruel. Like I, I just didn't want to post anything. I figured I, you were I, on them because you were like, you went like social media silent. And I was like, Oh, Oh, yeah. Dano might have something. <laughs> yeah. And we did. I mean, we straight up found him. Like, I don't want to give it, you know, I doubt I'm never going back to that lake again, that it's off my list of lakes to go to, but I don't want to burn the spots because my buddy Chuck was there too. And we found it together. But, Complete pattern. The, I, I guess the rain killed it is what it was. But uh, even the upriver stuff where we had found some stuff punching and flipping, even that was, uh, even that kind of died. So, well, the weather yeah. changed up like normal. So, yeah, uh, other people found them, but our plan A and plan B kind of went out. But if it would have been on Wednesday, Thursday, we would have been in the top three or four for sure. We would have been with them <laughs> two guys because. Chuck put up some pictures today. I mean, we were we were on them like for real. So it is what it is. Another Hobie where I stunk it up. So nah, maybe it's all good. Pickwick, watch out. Yeah. I'll be there. All um, right, it's gonna fall right into place for me. I think I'll still suck, but the timing will be right. 
Yeah, I'll be there. I'll donate some money. Yep. Well, uh, another great episode brought to you by the guys over at Dugout Bait and Tackle. Um, That's true. The, the real down deal is still going on. Uh, buy a St. Croix Legend Elite rod at regular price. Get a Shimano S. Shimano SLX XT reel for free. Uh, you can't beat the deal. Uh, make sure you mention Paddle and Finn and Jimmy and Dan on the reel down, and uh, they'll lock you in on that deal. And if you can't get down there, give them a call. Tell them the same thing, and they'll hook you up. And also, uh, they wanted us to let everybody know that they're a Burley Pro dealer now, and they've got the new Burley Pro Bumper Bros in stock for the Hobies. The so I had, I had no clue what that was. So Dan filled me in. For you Hobie guys, it's kind of a kill guard for the front. Um, for all you guys that drag your boats and smack on stuff, it's probably a good idea. There you go. Yep, super strong. You know, it's like a whole plastic piece. It's not real thin. I don't think you could wear it through it. So Martin came up with something super strong there. But yeah, if you're a Hobie guy, got to have that bumper, bro. But you can get it from the dugout. They ship everything worldwide. So, uh, yeah, give them a call. They'll ship it right to your door. Or you can go by there. They're in Marietta, but great people. All right, but uh, tonight we're going to have some guests on. But not only are we going to have guests, but we also have a guest host. We've uh, been hijacked. Yeah, Mr. Dustin Nichols. What's up, man? Uh, what's going on, fellas? It's going pretty good over here in Texas. Just waiting on this uh, little Arctic blast of cold air we're going to get coming up this weekend. Going to throw a wrench and everything. <laughs> yeah, we, you were just down there in Florida, but we were going to have Texas guys on. So had to have you on, too. Yeah, I just want to jump in real quick and, and harass them a little bit. <laughs> Since I didn't get to make it out that event myself, I had some family stuff going on. So, uh, yeah, just want to jump in with you guys. You know, if, if other viewers might know I host the Chasing the Tide. I host the Saltwater segment here, Paddling Finn. So, glad to be on board with y'all tonight. Man, we're glad to have you. Ain't got yeah, to talk sir. to you in a while, dude. Oh, I know, man. Uh, I went down there and stunk it up in Kissimmee myself talking about tournaments. <laughs> <laughs> ah, I'll yeah. tell you. I'll tell you right now. One thing I am looking forward to is the next time that we get to share a house with Dudu and he gets to cook us some breakfast or anything because that's still one of the best thrown together breakfasts I've had. <laughs> oh, he has some Walmart pepper Jack cheese and some salsa that he got from like Bucky's and he just made the like most crazy good Southwestern breakfast, breakfast sandwich that yeah, I've they're, had. They're pretty good. Yeah. I'll be ready. I'll be ready for another meetup again. Good times, yeah. man. Yes, that's sir. Right. Yes, sir. Well, let's bring them oh, in. Yeah. Man. Bring them yeah. in. <laughs> All right. So tonight we have the top three fishers from the, uh, I doubt I can say this, inaugural. Yeah, I said it. There you go. I'm from Mississippi. I have problems with words. The Texas Kayak Championship event on Fayette County Lake. We have Derek Taylor, Brandon Malley, and uh, Caleb Helbig. Yes, sir. Bring them on. Straight hammers. Yeah. <laughs> welcome to the show, guys. Thank y'all for Don't everybody talk at once. You know, no shyness. <laughs> hey, what's going on, guys? <laughs> going what's up? All right, so since we've never had any of y'all on before, uh, we'll start. We'll go left from right. Uh, Brandon, we'll start with you. Just kind of give us, give everybody a little bit who you are, both per personally and fishing, and uh, how you got into kayak fishing. Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, um, Brandon Maley, I live kind of outside of College Station, uh, you know, kind of been kayak fishing, I think, uh, 2017, uh, just kind of always wanted to do it. There was a, a cat series around here is kind of what, you know, it's kind of one of the original deals and I kind of saw it and kind of always wanted to do it and got to the point where I was able, got a kayak and really, really got into it pretty good. It's a lot, a lot of fun. So. <clears throat> What do you do whenever you're not fishing? Uh, as far as an occupation, I'm a I'm an IC nurse, but uh, you know I got a little one keeps me busy, and you know I like to if I can find time, I like to do a little hunting as well. But it's pretty much that's pretty much my life. But I fish, I, kind of fishing's taken over the hunting scene big time for me recently. So it's taken yeah. over everything, man. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's so hard to have any other hobbies or any other money or anything else. I mean, if if you're dedicated and fishing, it's it's hard to do anything else. Yeah, yeah man. Sure. Yeah, I can. You can, especially in Texas, you can fish year round, nonstop. It's here in Alabama too. Yeah. Derek, how about you, man? Oh, man, I've been kayak fishing now for about. 
maybe five, six years. Um, fished for about a year and was catching a lot of nice fish and then saw that cat's trail because I, I live in the Austin area as well. Uh, lived here for about 10 years now and always fished my whole life, but just started getting into kite fishing, like I said, about six years ago or so and got into tournament fishing pretty quick on and had some early success. So been pretty addicted to it and going pretty strong at it. Didn't get to fish a full year last year because I did a lot of boat tournaments as well. And a lot of the tournaments overlap kite tournaments. I wasn't able to go for angler of the year and any of the kite scenes. So kind of just going straight kite this year, but I got a new five month old boy, my first son. Mm, so uh, I'll be lucky to fish, you know, enough to go for angler of the year in the kayak scene, just fishing kayak. So, but my fiance, she's been awesome at taking care of them. So I've actually been able to fish a lot more than I thought I would. So it's been pretty cool. This wind, awesome. the money from this last wind can help earn at least another couple of more tournaments in the near future. Heck yeah. yeah. Well, just because you said it, I'm going to throw it out there. That was, that should cover a lot of tournaments. I think you cleared just under $3,000. Yeah. That's awesome. That's crazy yeah, that to makes... hear numbers like that for like what I would consider local level tournaments, man. Like, yeah. Yeah. That's pretty cool too. And there's only like 48, 49. So you weren't even going against, you know, 150 guys where it's just exactly shoulder to shoulder. Or you're just having to compete against so many guys. And, so and that, that makes it even better. Y'all had a great day of fishing. There were only seven people who didn't catch a limit, and there were three hundred over three hundred fish caught. Man, that was a killer day. But we'll get into that. I don't want to cut off Caleb. So, Caleb, tell us about yourself. Uh, I'm I'm from Conroe, Texas. Uh, I've been kayaking for maybe five or six years. Never really got into the tournament scene till last year, kind of mid midway through the year, and uh, one of those kind of hit the ground running with it. And it's, that's pretty much all I do now is work and uh, fishing on weekends and stuff like that. But uh... At Midway USA, we know the AR-15 is one of the most popular rifles in modern American history. Known for its modularity and widespread use, it's often considered essential to any gun collection. The essential things you need to run an AR-15 are usually always in stock during shortages, things like magazines and 5.56 ammo. Whether you're looking to buy a new AR-15 or buy parts for your modern sporting rifle, Log on, and for just about everything for the outdoors, shop MidwayUSA.com. Yeah. yeah it, it takes over quick, man. I know I know. Dustin's the same way. He he works a, a long night rotation, drives like 18 hours to Tennessee, <laughs> lays the hammer yeah. on all of us, and then drove back. I mean, it's a struggle. Also, I've been talking about it. <laughs> Not bad for a saltwater, dude. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, you know yeah, that's the cool thing about that Texas Kite Championships. You know, it's just their that's their first event. You know that I know what uh, Andrew and Joseph and uh, and Chris um, from Southeast Texas Kite Bass League wanted to do was was bring a, the, the the higher entry tournaments and uh, and get those big bigger payouts. Um, you know, something that Texas has been missing. So, dude, kudos to them for starting this trail, man. Because if I would have had other things going on, I'd have been right there too. Um, you know, it, it's. That Fayette's a, a lake you don't want to miss an event on. That's why there's so many events on that lake as far as even boat tournaments and everything. You're damn near about to get run over on that lake by all the boats normally, but uh, it usually fishes well and it produces some good uh, tournament, uh, you know, drama. I know uh, you guys were battling it out there. So, yeah, let's get in to see, you know, what, what all went down. You know, it was exciting from what I was watching on the leaderboard. <laughs> Here, I'll, yeah. I'll kind of go over some of the information. Well, the – the Texas Kayak Championship, like Jimmy was saying, it's a $160 entry fee. There's five events and a championship. The first one here was Fayette County Lake. Then it, it's going to be Palestine, Belton, Amistad. Good Lord, I'd love to go there. Yeah. And, and, then, uh, and then a to-be-determined championship. Uh, the results this week, Derek, you had you won it with 104 inches. Good God. Uh, Brandon, you had second with 103 and a half. And then Caleb, I didn't write down what you had, but I'm sure it was a lot. Ninety five and a quarter. That's that's kind of like you had a killer day, man. Like ninety five inches on any body of water, any time of the year. That's amazing. Yeah. But it's just like, daggum, what do I gotta do to you know yeah. to get on top of the board? Hundred and three and a hundred and four. Yeah. That's nuts. There's a big big gap between one and two and three. Yeah. Were you thinking like 
Not, did did you think you were close? One of you came I mean, in. Uh, or me? Or I, I guess you were probably watching the leaderboard. I guess. Yeah, towards the end of the day, I started watching the the leaderboard a little bit, uh, and that's why I still had the smallest fish of sixteen something, I think, and like another seventeen. And uh, really, it's one of those lakes where I mean, if you, if you can get those twenty plus inch fish, those good kickers, I mean, it can. I mean, especially on a tournament like that. I mean, one good fish could could make or break you in the in the money spot. So I was I was hoping for that one big upgrade, but I don't know if it would have. Uh, I probably had to get at least two to catch them guys. Well, um, going off of that, uh, anybody that wants to, why don't y'all tell us, kind of give us the layout of what the Fayette County Reservoir is. You know, what what kind of lake? Anything you can tell us about it. Uh. I'll tell you about Fayette. It's it's a small lake. It's about two thousand acres. Uh, the big thing about Fayette and why it's kind of especially a winter time, just a hangout for so many fishermen. It's a power plant lake, and it, especially this year, I think even more than last year, it's pumping hot water. Um, pretty much anyone on the lake. I think the lowest temps I was seeing were seventy. You get the discharge. Wow. It was ninety degrees. Yeah, so it's it's toasty water, and it's it fishes way bigger than the lake I, I don't know how it still blows my mind how much fishing pressure it gets and how it, it stays and it produces it's, it's just uh it's been like that for as long as i've fished it for years it's an unbelievable lake for instance two thousand acres it's just unbelievable how, how oh, many in that lake that, that's how i mean to have a couple hundred inch bags you know yeah and, and that's this section. that's I mean, I mean there's so many five pounders in that lake I, 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 thousands. I mean, I'm, I'm serious. So what, uh, you know, is it a mostly, uh, you know, just deep lake, a lot of grass kind of setup? Is it zero grass? There's some shoreline vegetation reeds. Uh, there's decent amount of standing timber. Um, but, but yeah, there's no real, there's no hydrilla. There's no, uh, it's not really a grass lake, but there's, there's decent amount of shoreline vegetation the lake is dropped down right now. So a lot of that's kind of out of the water. Yeah. So I, I had to look it up. It's pretty much halfway between Austin and Houston, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. You're an hour and a half from me in College Station, hour and a half from Houston, hour and a half from Austin. I mean, it's kind of, kind of, if you look at a map, it's kind of right, right in the, the center. Gotcha. Awesome. Well, let's get into y'all's tournament days, man. Um, I guess we'll start with Caleb. Uh, just walk us through it, preparation or how the day went, however you want to talk about it. Uh, so I kind of, the way I've always kind of attacked Fayette is just starting shallow kind of in the sticks and uh, on the reed lines and things like that. Uh, I know the weather has a big factor on that, at least what I've seen the last month. The only time I've ever fished Fayette is when the lake's been low like this. Um, so there's not many spots where the reeds are in the water, but uh, where there is and where there's a combination of the sticks, uh, I always seem to find some decent fish early in the morning. And uh, then just depending on how that bite kind of went throughout the day, uh, at least the PKC event, I move out deep probably about an after an hour or two of fishing shallow in the morning. Uh, shallow bite just kind of died off and uh, the few people that were fishing fish shallow and same with me, it was just, it was all kind of 13, 14 inch fish. So I moved out deep, uh, anywhere from 15 to 35 foot of water. I was seeing fish and trying to catch them. 25 foot kind of seemed to be my sweet spot on uh, some main lake points and uh, points and things like that. So here's a question for you, just right out of the gate on that. Um, you know, like you said, you start attacking it up shallow and in the sticks with a lake that stays that warm in the winter all year what contributes to them moving back out deep I, I would think with stabilized water temperature like that that they would probably roam around up shallow more often any idea on that anybody want to elaborate on that uh i think i think there's there's resident fish that stay shallow and there's resident fish that stay deep uh, i mean there's fish everywhere on that lake from shallow to, to mm -hmm. deep. i mean it's 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 mind blowing. I mean, it's just, there's fish everywhere. So it's kind of, you just got to pick your poison. Yeah. I got you. Yeah. Well, uh, how, how do you know what phase are going to be in a power plant? Like, like that? Yeah. I mean, are, 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 are they always spawning or 
Um, that's kind of a theory. I've heard all kinds of answers. I personally don't think they spawn that much earlier than any other lake in Texas, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I think really late February, March, they, they really get going. And then, uh, you know, a month or two, and then they start pushing kind of out of their spawning kind of kind of habits. I, I really feel like, I, you know, just my opinion from what I've seen, that's kind of what I, I observe. But I, I've heard every people say they spawn in December and, you know, everything. So I, I don't. That's kind of my view of it. So you think air temperature still has something to do with it and not necessarily always just a lot. How would they know, I guess, if it's. You know, time of year, daylight, length yeah, of the day. Daylight, yeah. getting, the day's getting longer. I was going to say that I, a big theory that I totally believe in is the photo period that yep. that has a huge effect on when they turn on and off as far as that goes is spawning. Well, um, Caleb, I saw I was creeping your Facebook post. You were, uh, you were cranking. So uh, tell us first about your cranking setup, you know, your go-to setup for catching them out deep like that you know, rod, reel, line, bait, whatever you want to talk about. And then I want you to talk about, you caught a just slob of a fish that it was built more like a drum than it was a bass. But So just go through all of it, man. Go ahead. Um, so cranking out deep, uh, I was using, a, I believe it's a 7.4, uh, medium heavy. Uh, it's the pride rod. Uh, uh, I believe it's a moderate tip on it. And, uh, I throw a lot of 6XE, and uh, depending on the water depth, uh, 6XE was what was just, they were nailing at me. Uh, out deep, I did a little bit of Carolina rig uh, and uh, some just kind of Texas rig uh, throwing out there. But uh, some of those some of those areas I was trying to get with the 6XD, you got to let out quite a bit of line or make a pretty long cast to be able to get down deep enough to it. But like you were getting in the, the range of those fish when you get bit. Uh, that That's kind of what I was running with deep. Heck yeah. So and kind now, of line where you let a bunch of line out and then pedal out a, while, a ways and then engage a reel. Yeah, that and then and even uh, trolling over some of those areas, just kind of letting out enough, like 35 foot, uh, just kind of uh, trying to be able to get down that deep with a certain size bait just seeing where you can pick up those schools of fish and what size fish are kind of in those schools in certain areas gotcha cool well tell me about that big one how tell yeah, me about that it. one i didn't give you a good I fight was, do it did it give you a good fight oh yeah um so uh pre-fishing like two weeks before i i made the mistake of thinking one of those fish was a catfish and not fighting it harder fighting it like bass and uh had to spit the hook on me at the kayak so uh when i hooked up with him i, I knew it was a bass and uh it, i uh i went easy on it and uh and jumped right at the kayak i stuck the net underneath it and, and landed it it didn't thankfully it didn't spit the hooks but it's one of those kind of get your heart pumping racing on that one what did it measure uh that one was 21 21.75 and it was just about and that I, same length vertical. That around, fish was yeah, so yeah. tall. Like, that <laughs> fish was huge. I've, I've never had a fish that, uh, when you put it on the board, I mean, I don't even know if it touched the bottom of the board. It was just so wide that it, uh, I never tried to put one on the board that was that big. It was kind of weird. But, uh, yeah, I thought yeah, it was going to be a little longer than that, but it was still a good oh, yeah. fish. Yeah, well, so it, it, it gets some mutants in that lake. <laughs> Definitely. What do you? What do you think that one weighed? I, I want to say, I think Derek Taylor said he weighed his, which he called a 22.5, and he said his was an 8. I was thinking mine was probably around the 8 range. Uh, it, it had the but, girth um, for sure. Yeah, it was, I mean, it was a, it was a big, solid fish. Uh, that's what I'm calling it. It's an unofficial 8-pounder. Uh, um, I, I had a scale on the bottom of my kayak, but I caught a 20, uh, the 20.5-inch. Like just minutes before that one, and I caught that one, so it was no wasting time. I got it back in the water and kept on casting. Heck yeah. yeah. Whether you're just looking to stay warm during a hunt or need maximum concealment, the clothing you wear can make or break a hunt. 
At MidwayUSA.com, we understand hunting clothing has come a long way with more meticulously crafted camo patterns, advanced scent control technologies, and weatherproof options to withstand the elements. Hunters have to wait until their favorite season, but shouldn't wait on gear, which is why MidwayUSA offers super fast shipping. When you're ready for your next system, log on to MidwayUSA.com. That's awesome. Well, uh, well, Brandon, uh, tell us about your day. I want to, I want to hear all about it because I, I couldn't creep none of your posts, man. <laughs> uh, you know, basically, I, I pre-fished Friday. Uh, the weather wasn't good. It was, it was cold, and it started raining on me pretty good. And I didn't, of course, I didn't wear my, uh, I didn't put my bibs on, so that was a big mistake. So I was freezing. I had to go, I had to go back to the truck, warm up, thaw out, put my bibs on, and come back out. Then a lightning storm came. Had to go back in, kind of high a little bit, and then I got a couple good hours of, you know, I do fish when I pre-fish, but I did a lot of graphing, kind of looking just for the the mother load, you know, which I did not find. I found a lot of small pockets of fish, and, and there were in a lot of areas that were kind of predictable. And I, I kind of, and, and so then on on actually, you know, tournament day, I went out. I started um, kind of stuff that was on the shallower end. Uh, and really got into them pretty good. I got my limit very, very quickly, probably almost before there was really good visible sunlight. Um, and I mean, right off the bat, I hooked into a big one. I mean, which I lost probably this tournament, I lost five fish that were big. I mean, but I caught so many that it just made up for it. But I had one that, I mean, I couldn't turn the fish. It went behind my kayak and I'm just, you know, it's a crankbait. I'm just trying to do everything I can to keep the fish pinned. Big fish, you know, right off the bat, when that happens, I kind of, it stings, you know, you want to catch every fish, you want to get going it, but it, it just, the fishing just was so good that day. It just continued to just, you know, it was just one of those days I, the, I could just see the way they were set up in places and I could get them to bite. And it, it just, it's just kind of, you get one of those days, which I try to capitalize as fast as I could because that lake is known to turn it on and off. It's like a switch, you know, it'll, it'll stop sometimes. This wasn't one of those days though. It is they they keep getting them to bite. Um, so pretty much just, you know, hitting areas that I wouldn't say they were staging areas. They were still, I guess you could say inner main lake areas, main lake points. Um, and, and the fish were just stacked on some of the stuff. And, uh, you know, I had, I think probably about 10 or 11, I had over a hundred inches, kind of my fishing, it didn't fizzle out, but I just wasn't getting the bites I wanted. And so I kind of got, got a little, I, I don't know, kind of said, I need to go check this one spot out. So I go over there and sure enough, later found out it was Derek was over there on the same area. <laughs> so we, uh, we kind of had to kind of had to battle that spot out a little bit, but it was, uh, it's crazy. Like he was, you know, just, he was on the same kind of idea and thought process I was, but it was just a, one of those fades. You can have some magical days and it was one of them for sure. That's awesome. Yeah, tell us a little bit about it. I, I was reading and saw that y'all were uh, slugging it out during the day. So y'all have the lead changes thing going back and forth? Uh, didn't really go back and forth too much. I got up pretty quickly. Um, you know, and on Fayette, you, you get over 100 usually in recent times. It's been better in years past. The last three or four years, it's kind of gotten a little bit tougher. Where Usually you hit 100. Um, that's, you probably going to win, um, but – uh, you know, in this case didn't happen. Uh, uh, you know, but yeah, it was kind of pretty much, I got ahead early. Derek kind of took over and I was playing catch up and I was busting my butt to try to get up to him. I just couldn't make it happen. Do you mind giving up the baits you were using? You were using? Uh, my main bait was, was a 10 XD. Yeah. That was what I was catching a lot of big fish on. Um, you know, I five XD, six XD. Uh, I mean, pretty much any of the XD baits are great. Um, I throw a gamut of different crankbaits. I was throwing some six set stuff. That was deep divers. Um, but, uh, you know, it's kind of, you know, the, the 10 XD was really the go-to. Wow. So I've never thrown a 10 XD from a kayak. That's got to be tough. I have. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, no, thank you. I did it one day. I haven't done it since then. I throw it from a boat, but never from a kayak. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a good day. I don't know if you could do it without having like some kind of pedaling or motoring, because as soon as I stop pedaling backwards, I start going towards it, like almost immediately. It pulls yeah, you yeah, right yeah. to it. Yeah, then you, you hook into one of those fed fish and then see what happens. It'll it'll really start coming. <laughs> <through>. so, <laughs> slave ride. 
Yeah, it was it was a wild day. Uh, the one big thing I still uh, kind of probably memory I'm gonna have for a long time. I was actually on one of these areas and I hooked into one. I was standing kind of sideways. The thing pulled so hard, pulled me down. I mean, you know, and, that, and it wasn't crazy windy. I mean, you're in a kayak, it's a little bouncy, but I mean, I've never had a fish pull me down. I mean, that that's what we were getting into this day. It was just just amazing. I, think I watched that. Did you see me get knocked? Yeah. I mean, I it was is I mean a freaking you know. <laughs> It's it's one of those and things. And it jumped way over the net, right by the kayak. Well, that one, that actually wasn't it. That was one. Of, that was oh, a, okay. that was a fish. I was the sloppiest landing ever. You know, when you get a you hook one on a crankbait, the biggest question is how how's it pinned? You know, like I got I got good hooks in it, um, and, and you know, and you're trying to get the damn thing in the net, and it's kind of a it's kind of a, a balancing act trying to get those things in the net because. You know, and, and one thing on these fish, and I, some of the pictures don't even do them justice. These 19-inch fish, they're every bit of five pounds. I mean, they're, I mean, they're they're monsters. I mean, I mean if crazy. they're anything built like the one Caleb, yeah, I, I I guarantee it. Yeah, yeah, they they all have shoulders on them. I mean, they're they're just they're just tanks. Every one of them. That's nuts, man. Well, uh, Derek, ready to hear about how you want it. And give you congrats because this is your first time breaking the the hundred mark, right? Yeah, that's during a tournament. That's a awesome. way to break it. <laughs> yeah, heck yeah. 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 I mean, you can hold your head high a little bit. You've got to know that, like, it has to feel like crazy bad to come in with a hundred and three and a half and still lose. So hold 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 that half inch really high. <laughs> <laughs> And that's the thing, and that, that tournament was stacked too, Derek. Like, uh, yeah. you know, like all the tournaments around here lately. I mean, you got just pretty much the club tournaments here, are like insanely stacked with guys that just slap, put the smack down on them. You know, so yeah, man, that's an awesome, awesome accomplishment right there, brother. Well, tell us about it all. Um, so there's been like three different tournaments on that lake this year that I fished. Um, so I've gotten third in one in the San Antonio one. And I was catching them offshore really well. And then there was a Southeast tournament that Chris put on. And I've stayed out offshore all day and got caught eight fish and got like 87 inches, like 15th place out of like 90 something people. So I didn't want to go out deep right away. So I started off shallow and was catching them on a frog and a five inch fringe swim bait and um, was catching quite a bit, but got like mid 80s. And um, then I moved out to 10 foot and was throwing a DT 10 and was started catching some 17, 18s, getting a little bit up towards the higher eighties and um, just wasn't finding that quality fish. So about 10 o'clock I went out to like 20 to 25 foot to the point that I did well on a couple tournaments before that. And they were just stacked up right away at 10 30. I caught that 22 and a half that swallowed the crankbait down it's one of the timmy horton 20 foot deep diving crankbaits yeah the profound ones yeah and um it she had it choked down so deep that she jumped like three foot out of the water like three times and Ooh. that fish was built like a tank i mean i waited it, it only weighed eight pounds but i thought it was a nine to nine and a half pounder when i netted it and i thought it was gonna be like a 24 incher but it only was 22 and a half um so that cold up about five inches put me at the mid 90s and at this time brandon's already at like 101 and i'm like shit man i just want to you know kind of walk up the second place and then i caught another 20 and a half and then i caught a 21 and then another 20 and a half and i didn't even realize it and i looked at the leaderboard and i was at 103 and three quarter and i still had a 19 and a quarter to call out and uh, brandon came up to the point probably after i already got into that main big flurry and he was cranking too. And by that time my arm was dead from cranking. So I picked up a, a five, eight ounce shaky head and was throwing it out there and started catching them pretty much just as good and caught a few more 19s and finally caught a 19 and a half to get up to 104 call out that last 19 and a quarter. Um, but other than that, I mean, I was catching 19 after 19 and just throwing them back and watch Brandon catch a 20 and three quarter. And I'm like, shit, man, does that put him up to 104? And I'm kind of like thinking, and I asked him, I was like, did that do it? And he's like, no, I don't think it did. And I was like, man, this is intense. We're just, we're wearing them out. It was, like I said, it was one of those magical days. And every one of those fish were four or five pounds or bigger that we were catching. It was pretty insane. So How many did y'all throw back? 
I mean, I'll probably talk 40 or more. I don't know. Yeah, I was trying. I would never all big. I would get them up to the boat instead of even having to mess with them. I would try to get them off like that. That's how it <laughs> was one of those days. I mean, you're in a tournament. It's I would just hope they'd throw the bait and I'd just make another cast. Cause I mean, I was, these, these fish are just, they had to be so stinking big to help me at one point. I mean, you know, you catch an 18, even, you know, almost a 19 inch fish. You just see it, just let it kind of flop around try to get off the bait and make quick it release. Fast. Yeah, exactly. Just get back out there. Just to, again highlight like how good this place was fishing i just was kind of running through the tourney x and i i guarantee you for sure a third of the fish were 18 inches or bigger possibly closer to half because everybody caught at least 118 almost and the i know the top 10 was just stacked with good numbers it was that i mean that place obviously was on fire for sure it showed out for sure <laughs> it was it was a the conditions were perfect it was yeah. you don't yeah, it, really. it's a bowl and it gets a ton of wind on it and it gets really really rough and this day was just perfect all day nice little chop cloudy and you couldn't ask for better conditions yeah it was actually very little wind so i was kind of surprised the offshore bite was as good as it was but it was insane i mean they bit anything so with with y'all being as close as y'all were at points to talk about it What's that pressure like when y'all are that close? You're both catching loads of good fish, you know, 19s and stuff like that. What it, it's got to be like getting in your mind, you know, look over, oh, he's hooked up, and then oh, I'm hooked up, and then oh, he's hooked up again. Yeah, honestly, it really for me wasn't too much. I mean, I it, it's kind of like he, I, I knew he had a big a 22 and a half on Fayette. I mean, that's a big fish anywhere, but you get that fish and then you're catching them good. I mean, it's hard to, it's, it was hard for me to just get over that little hump, which I know is a quarter inch, but a quarter inch when we had those kind of sacks, a quarter inch is a mile. I mean, it's tough. It, you know, I mean, I'm like I said, I'm calling 19, 19, you know, just throwing these fish back and you, these quarter inches is so huge when we get, when you get up in these numbers like that. When, you, when you're tossing back a four pounder and you're like, nope. Yeah. Nope. It's just adios. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. It's, uh, it's un honestly unbelievable. I'm glad we had the tournament. I'm glad it was all recorded. You know, people don't believe you half the time when you tell them stories like that. Yeah, Derek, I, worry for a while. <laughs> I, I, I throw three eighths and half ounce. I, I love offshore shaky head. That's that's one of my go tos. Uh, five eighths. I've never thrown one that heavy. But the um, what what kind of worm were you using on there, or were you using a creature? I was throwing a, a cinco type, a yum dinger. Okay. So, yeah, and they really liked it when I would just dead stick it. They'd either hit it on the fall or I would just throw it out there and let the chop kind of just make that worm work real subtle, and they would just pick it up and run with it like a madman. Cool. And that lake gets a lot, a lot of pressure, too, so I think that stick-type bait gets bit more than if I were to throw in, like, a 10-inch, you know, ribbon tail worm or something like that. They yeah, see, so yeah. I usually throw a creature or ribbon tail. I've never thrown a Cinco style. I normally throw a, a creature tail too, but this lake is a different lake. It's a, like a, on a different planet, and it gets so much pressure that little differences like that make pretty big differences. Well, well your secret's out now, man. Yeah, a little bit of juicer. Yeah, you got to find them, though. I've thrown that a lot of times, and like I said, a week or two before that, I fished that same area and maybe caught 118 off of it and this time it was magical you know so it's not always good and you got to know how they position on the point and things like that too to really capitalize on it are you using a certain size uh young dinger like six or seven yeah, i think it was a five inch not the big one the standard one yeah going on 15 pound fluoro on a seven three medium heavy rod uh, the crank and rod was a 710 medium heavy. It's a custom Leviathan crank and rod. That, I mean, I can cast it a mile with that big long rod, and it's perfect fighting them big fish. Some Fayette fish fight like no other fish, and when they're 25 foot of water, it's even crazier. So that's that awesome. Helps. Caleb, I forgot to ask you. Uh, do you have any company out there where you were catching yours at? Yeah, I did, and I uh, that, think that's what kind of actually I found that one good school where I caught those two big ones, and then uh, 
right as I was about to make a cast back in that area, I drifted off in the boat, came full speed and just kind of stopped on that point. There's a few people around me, but not a, not a ton, but it's, it's fate. You, you get a boat and you, uh, or you catch a fish and there's going to be boats that start rolling in on you and moving in on yep. you. Uh, I was around Derek Taylor earlier in the day and, and, uh, that whole ridge line and everything we were working, it, it gets pretty packed just because of the amount of fish that are there and, and the people see you catching them, especially the boaters are going to move in on you. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Yeah, they're, they're not known exactly to be very courteous on that lake. <laughs> Damn, boaters. They're real curious. Yeah, they're, they're, they're extra courteous, yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm telling you, you just got to crawl on the deck with somebody one time. Oh, yeah. That's all right, they Right in front of a lot of people, they'll leave you alone. Usually just I mumble a couple of couple choice words at them, and they, they usually kind of back off. Choice words, one ounce egg yep. weight on a Carolina yep. rig, whatever it takes. <laughs> I tell them right away, I'm like, hey, I'm fishing a tournament, and I'm in position to make some money. Can you let me get this spot? And if I, I just say it right up front, it usually goes a lot better than yep. – than passive aggressive or yeah sitting back. Communication is key. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what they tell me, but I, I must not be too good at that part. <laughs> I had some guy this weekend, like uh, whenever we were practicing on for the in the Hobie, he he followed us. We went to three or four different offshore spots. Everywhere we went, he would go around us in a boat and graph what we what we were fishing. Like he knew we were on something, and everywhere we went, he would graph around us. Mm-hmm. So, well, what yep. somebody's going to have to do one day is when the boat moves in on them, like maybe it'll be at a tournament we've got a little media coverage going on. If they move in on you like that, just stand on their deck and start fishing. Be like, well, I mean, you're right here. I was just going to get a little better vantage point. I appreciate it. He's lucky. That'd buddy. be hilarious. You know, you know, you know. My nickname's Doodoo, so you just stand up and just drop your drawers and just drop a load right there when they pull up on you. <laughs> That'll clear them out real quick. I guarantee it. Jesus. <laughs> Man, that's, that's a strategy. I mean, as much as I hope to God to never see that, I really hope at the same time I catch that on. Yeah, I know. I just had to throw that out there. I, I, Jesus. I yeah. You know, live entertainment at its finest. Life you know, Brandon, what are you talking about getting that fish to, you know, make you sit back down? Dude, you know, I don't know. I mean, I know a lot. Jimmy and Daniel, y'all, y'all don't know Brandon. Y'all have been around. That's, Brandon's a big dude. And if that just tells you, that's a testament how strong them fish are in that lake. Because for them to, for, for him to strap him down, that's, yeah, I was, the fish are strong, brother. Too for a ride. Was, <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> I just have been knocked down by bass now. Speaking speaking to it, just because people are always asking about stable boats and all that stuff. What kind of boats are all you guys in? I didn't even look. Uh, I'm in a PA-14. 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 Oh, Lord. The traffic. Oh, you Hobie boats. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. That's what they tell me. <laughs> have, you, have you bought a bumper, bro? I heard <laughs> Um, I bought something for the nose of it. I don't know what it's called. The little black guard for the nose because I blow mine in last first, so that nose is always dragging. That's I it. I guess that's what it is. It works. Yeah, the bumper <laughs> bro. It's like a Berkeley bumper or something. Yeah, I don't know. that's it. The, the, the Burley Pro bumper bro. Pro. Yeah. Bumper bro. It actually is legit. Yeah. And, and old Dano so tells me they're from Australia. Didn't yeah, he know. makes some good stuff, man. Dang. He does. He's a card too. <laughs> well, whenever I had my, uh, I, I used to have a native, and he made a bunch of stuff for that too. That's about why I used to have a bunch of early pro stuff. Hey, I, I, I look at a lot of their stuff. He does come up with some killer ideas, and it, he kind of does it. I don't know if it is Kydex on a lot of his stuff, but the way he does some of his moldings for the 
like the pockets on the side of the natives to hold your mm-hmm. scissors and fish grips and stuff like that. Pretty, pretty cool take on it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Cool. Stuff. Well, guys, we're starting to wind down. Uh, we'd like to give everybody a chance to shout out anybody that makes it easier for them. Any of your sponsors or your mama or anybody like that. So Caleb, go ahead, buddy. Um, I'm teamed with the prior rods, fishing rods. They, they make some awesome rods. Uh, Billy Kessler, the one that started the company. I've been using their stuff a while. And I absolutely love it. Um, and then I guess tech guy, fishing baits. Uh, work with another guy in the Southeast Texas Trail. We make uh, baits together and, and uh, sell soft plastic baits. Really, about all I got as far as shout outs and stuff like that go. Cool. Hey, that, that's an awesome trophy you got in the back, too. The I was just about to say, what's that yeah. back there? Yeah, oh, yeah, that's another Southeast Texas Bass League. But yeah, that's the classic trophy and then the uh, T- TKC trophy. That's awesome. So so that was on Fayette, too, huh? That was uh, no, no, so the classic was uh, Houston County. Oh, oh okay. Southeast Texas. Yeah. Well, oh, the other one in private. I I got you. I got you. Okay. Well, well Brandon, Brandon. Yeah. How about you? Uh, you know, mainly just thank I'm just thank kind of Chris and Andrew and Joseph for kind of doing the tournament. Uh, I kind of it's kind of right up my alley. I like it. I'm you know I'm kind of can't go too far away from the house. You know, so I they have a big money tournament a little bit closer to the house that I can get to. I'm all about that, and I'm really thankful they did that. Um, you know, main thing is my wife who kind of lets me lets me do this stuff. So, amen. Yeah. I'm I'm really if if you're listening, Brandon has a legit setup behind him. That man cave or whatever you call it behind you, that's that's nice, man. Yeah, it's a little. You know, I never organized after last tournament season, so it's just a big disaster. But one day I'm gonna actually organize it. But I guess I have to stop fishing for a little bit to be able to organize. Kind of hard to do. If that's unorganized, my place is I – I don't know what you call my place. Yeah, I don't need to show you a picture of the nightmare <laughs> I've got going on. That is nice. All right, Derek, how about you, man? With the, with the finest headboard on a bed I've ever seen ever, I don't, I don't know who made it. <laughs> it's not quality, man. Uh, it's something my fiancé had and told me to put it up. This is a – my office spare bedroom. I actually work from home Monday through Friday. So I got the trophy case in the other room. I'm thinking about putting it up behind me, but I want to thank mainly my fiance. We got a five month old kid. So I wasn't for sure how much I'd be fishing, if any, these tournaments and and she's been great about it. So I've been able to fish three or four or five tournaments already this year. I've got to shoot a nice deer during deer season and hunt plenty of times. So She's been amazing. Uh, Leviathan Rods, one of my sponsors, that, that, that was my deep cranking ride. That It's made me a lot of money on Fayette alone, really. So I'm actually getting a second one coming soon. You look them guys up on Facebook. They make custom rods, um, any kind you want, really. Uh, Fat Lip Baits, uh, Trent over there, he makes custom jigs and checky heads, things like that for me. Um, that's really about it. Dell for response for employing me and helping me pay for all this stuff. There you go. For any of all of our sponsors and fellow friends in the industry that may happen to listen or watch this show, hook these guys up. They're they're winning mm-hmm. big checks down there doing you don't hear a lot of guys you know, we we interview people all the time. I probably can't count but one or two times I've heard guys talk about really getting on them deep cranking and all three of you did that at some point which is crazy, yeah. like so yeah. crazy. I've got, uh, seriously, uh, we've talked talk to people all the time. I was not expecting deep cranking, especially from all three of you. That's Yeah, that's you know, when, yeah. when I was reading the post, I was like, there's, I saw the first one, I was like, ooh, somebody deep cranks. And then I was like, there's no way that all three of them did. But yeah, that's awesome. That's Definitely outside of the box. So. Cool. It's a, it's a staple in Texas. You better be able to do it if you're fishing offshore. Yeah, I guess so. Well, I'm coming to Fork, and I have no clue how to do that, so I'm just going to lay there up fork, shallow on Fork. It's a different animal. Different you animal. Might, you, yeah. might, uh, you might snag a few of them suckers, but you can definitely still deep crank on Fork. You just got yeah, to be good about how you, yeah, you got to know how to do it. 
<clears throat> well, Hopefully one of y'all fish fork the Bassmaster event. I'm just going to follow one of y'all around. Y'all can teach me. <laughs> Do any of y'all plan on making the Palestine event? Um, I think we might be able to make it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm on the fence about it. I have to, I have to kind of pick at my schedule a little bit. I really want to, though. Same here. Uh, Palestine's going to go with Yeah. Palestine, that, that lake's going to fish really good, I think. It's, um, it's it's a big big bass lake, and it fishes good. I mean, but I, anybody that knows about Palestine, it's kind of there's going to be a lot of people probably in very similar areas. So, yeah. And then Raber Raber's next on the Southeast Texas schedule here, coming up on the twentieth. So I'm excited about that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't think I'm gonna be able to make that one, but I hope y'all go, another one and crush him, go and crush them over there. Yep. Yeah, I gotta. You have to watch out, man. Dustin's Dustin can, has proved that he can. Get off the salt and come take some money. Yeah, I know. He's, I, Dustin's done well in Southeast Texas. I know. I've done a couple yeah. over there. Yeah, yeah. I just I need to get on them a little more. And on the hell, Fayette's only an hour and fifteen minutes from my house, but I'd rather fish, catch redfish after work, <laughs> or chase big trout this time of the year. But you know, hey, it's it's all good. You know, I I missed our little Derek. I missed our little pre-tournament chat in the mornings. Like me and Derek usually run into other mm -hmm. each other launching uh, pre-tournaments a lot and. Usually have a good little chat and get kind of riled up a little bit. So uh, I'll be looking yeah. forward to, to one of them next time. But, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely looking into the um, the Belton event, the Hubbard Creek, and then the Amistad event for the TKC. Um, I'm making all three of those, definitely. So hopefully I see you guys at those, too. Hubbard Creek is going to be insane. I hope, I, I hope <laughs> we get the, if we get the right weather for that tournament. Yes, yes. It's, it's going to be it's going to be pretty wild. Yeah. yeah. Belt, belt should be good, too. If you can get on some good topwater bikes in Belton, that's yeah. – I'll be looking yeah. forward to that. <laughs> Mountain's my jam. Yes, sir. <laughs> good stuff, guys. Good stuff. Well, you cool. are our guest too, Dudu. Is there anybody you'd like to shout out that makes your fishing? Yeah, I want to. Oh yeah, just no. Thank y'all for letting me join in, and you know, since uh, you know, I've fished quite a few terms with these guys, and just want to jump on. You know, I, I support what what Chris and Joseph and Andrew are doing with this with this uh, higher stakes tournament, and. Excited to go fish a few myself, but yeah, just thanks to y'all for letting me come on. Um, you know, part of the big Pal and Finn family. We have so many shows on this, you know, pick your poison and you can find a show for you. <laughs> for sure. sure. You know, thanks for letting the saltwater guy jump in. You know, I do cross over a little bit here and there, but yeah, I enjoy fishing and, and the camaraderie with all these guys and, and these, these groups we have here in Texas. We're very fortunate, definitely. For yeah, sure. Thank thanks everybody for listening. Thanks all the listeners out there too. You well, we appreciate y'all, and uh, good luck for the next one. Appreciate All right. it. Thanks for having me on. Thank you. Yeah, Thanks, thank you. Thanks, guys. All right. Thanks. All right. So we did have a – I mean, obviously, and, and unfortunately, we do have to talk about Hobie here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, besides that tournament, we had the Hobie BOS, 175 anglers, Brian Howell, and Joey Vano, those two guys, they killed it. Uh, Brian, yeah, Brian had 205 and a half inches. That's obscene. Uh, Joey with 201 and a half as well. I mean, that's crazy too. Uh, Zach Hall in third with 184 and a half. Drew Gregory, that guy is crazy. Uh, you know, he was up a river somewhere, 178. I did talk to him, but uh, yeah, he was definitely up a river. But uh, one seventy-eight and a half. Uh, Jason Broach one seventy-eight and a quarter, and we just had him on last week. Uh, and then there was some other other guys. Josh Counts, who we had on last week as well, he was in the top ten. Uh, Jake Harshman, who won it last year, he was in the top ten as well. So yeah, congrats to all the guys there. Uh, yeah, great event. Hobie, as always, puts on the best, some of the best events out there. Don't want to say the the best because you know we like to be neutral but they are equal if not if anything they're, they're the one to they be are at least equal to everyone they put on fantastic events but um and last but not least aba out there in california they were on el capitan then i love saying that they had 50 anglers tim o'connor first place with 82 and a half uh jonathan demonet that guy you see his name a lot out there 81 inches and uh Third place, Josh Toscano, 
saying it fancy. I don't know if he's, that's pronounced right, but I'm saying Toscano with a 79 at quarter. But, yep, congrats to all the winners this week and to the guys we had on tonight. That's fun, doing something different, inaugural event. So put that one in the library. Yeah, big big paydays at a at a local event like that it makes me want to get out to Texas and try to run around with those guys a little bit. Yeah, it's Texas, like local, regional. They are their own country, really. So, yeah, I local can't wait to get my can't wait Matt. to get my taste of Texas. Oh, I'm I'm hoping I'm hoping Lake Fort works out. I'm sure it won't, but. If I can just get out there, it's like me and my buddy that you know that I was riding out there with me. We already said, "Was like, look, we're going to Fish Fork, not the tournament. We're just donating money while we're there, just in case." So, yeah, I was stationed out there for three years. I didn't, I, I didn't bass fish whenever I was there, and it's funny because we used to go down to Mexico all the time, and we we used to go through Del Rio, which I, I think is, uh, I think that's Amistad. Mm-hmm. right there in Del Rio. It's it's either Amistad or Falcon. I, I can't remember. But, like, one of the best lakes, like, I'm going to Mexico to drink, to go party, because I was, like, 18, 19. And I should have been stopping at the lake and going there instead of going over to Mexico and drinking, you know, getting hammered. Good tequila. (laughs) Border town. Ooh, not good. You get drunk, wake up, don't have a liver. No. And, like, you can go into a bar. It's, like, $8 to get in all you could drink. It's not... (laughs) Yeah. I wouldn't have came back. I just yeah. thought about it. Uh, something we didn't uh, talk on. Congrats to Jody Queen. Uh, yeah, exactly. The 10 was in the middle of the week. Jody showed why he's one of the best anglers in the country. And again, he was on them pretty much all week. I want to say he caught one down there that was over 10 at one point that week. I don't think it was during the 10. I think that was uh, last weekend. But, you know, congrats to Jody. You can't. Hey, dude, he's such a nice guy, great person to talk to. It's yep. awesome to hear that, you know, he's on top again. Yep. Congrats to him. He's, he's always up there at the top. And he was on a noob show not too long ago. It was um, him and someone else. I, had, I, I really wanted to give them credit. It was him and Russ. I think it was him and Russ Snyder's went on show at the same time after the TOC. That's what it was. They both went on after they didn't do well at the TOC. Like, went on the two, arguably the best anglers and kayak anglers in the country right now, went on the show and talked about how they did bad. How ballsy is that? Like, how, how awesome is that? Not, not only are they the best, not only are they two of the nicest guys in sport, but they had the balls to go on the show and talk about their – Failures too. I thought that was one of the best things shows they have ever done. Yeah. I, you know, it's, it's something to see when you can talk about your failure and not just blame it on, Oh, the weather changed or I broke a rod or, I mean, those are all real factors. I'm not taking away, but but accepting things like that and not just complaining about it, you know, Yep. That, that that's great. They're they're awesome anglers, awesome yep. people. I'm sharing a house with Russ in Texas, so I'm hoping that some of that juju just kind of like floats around in the house, and I can just take it all in and turn it into at least cashing a check. That'd be phenomenal. My wife yep. would definitely appreciate that. Get a little money back. At least get my entry fee back out of it. Yeah. Cool. Uh, well, we appreciate it uh, as always. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you all again next week. Uh, thanks to you guys for being on the show tonight, and where your PFD is out there, be safe, everybody. Good night. Thanks for tuning in this week, everybody. The Real Down was brought to you by the Dugout Bait and Tackle in Marietta, Georgia. They have everything you need for your next fishing adventure, from rods, reel, line, and tackle, all the way up to Hobie Fishing Kayaks. They carry all your favorite brands like G. Loomis, St. Croix, Shimano, and many, many more, as well as all of our best bait companies. Give them a like and follow, and head on over to the Dugout Bait and Tackle today, and be sure and tell them that Paddle and Finn sent you. Thanks for tuning in to another killer episode on Paddle and Finn. 
Don't forget to go check out our website at Paddle, the letter N, and Finn.com. Don't forget to check out the YouTube channel at Paddle and Finn. If you got a question, comment, want to hear from a future guest on a future episode, feel free to email us at Paddle, the letter N, and Finn at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Paddle and Finn on Facebook and Instagram. Shout out to our show supporters, Angler. The Angler button and app just makes for a better time on the water and creates a virtual logbook for every fishing outing out on the water. Shout out to Rocktown Adventures, located in Northern Illinois, for all your kayaking, camping, and hiking needs. Shout out to Jigmasters Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Go to jigmasters.com 